Would you turn with me this morning to Hebrews 12 and Mark 11? Hebrews 12 and Mark 11. I have an excitement in my spirit. The Lord has really got good plans for us. Amen. And we are so excited about the family of God. We're a family. And you, I, I trust you know that we are not discriminatory concerning uh, denomination or any of those things. We love everybody who loves Jesus. Amen. We believe in everybody. And anybody that preaches any, any portion of the gospel, uh, we know uh, we like to call Pentecostals and Charismatics and Word of Faith like to call ourselves full gospel. But the thing is, we're preaching all we know. <laughs> right? And there may, there's some other things we hadn't found out yet, and that's the way with everybody. And, uh, you know, sometimes Charismatics and some Word and Faith folks have been uh, accused of, of acting superior and know-it-all, and some of that's deserved. And let's see to it that, that we do not do this or act this way, right? Because for anything you know, uh, there's volumes could be written on what you don't. For every verse you can quote, there's hundreds that you can't hardly find, right? So uh, we love the, the Catholics, we love the Presbyterians, we love the Lutherans. We love the Baptists. We love the Pentecostals. Amen. We love everybody. And anybody that's genuinely born again, that's our family. Right? And we're in this deal together. And so uh, uh, come up, don't come across haughty at any time with anybody. And, uh, if, you know, if you'll be quiet and listen, you can learn some things. Because different camps are strong in different areas. Amen? And none of us have it all, but you put us all together, we have it all. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 12 and Mark 11. Are you there? Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Let's just pray and release our faith further about the message. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here this morning, all these fine people giving us a, a church home and a family. And Lord, you are our teacher by your spirit, and we open wide our hearts, give everybody eyes that see and ears that hear and answer questions and help us to rise up into a higher place of faith and victory and glorifying you in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody said out loud again, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Is that true? Are you? How many were here last Sunday? Okay. Put your hands down. How many has got a God account now? <laughs> That's not nearly as many hands. I'm glad you do. And you can do it any way you want to. But to be a doer of the Word, we looked at the Scripture in the New Testament, you lay by in store. Right? As God prospers you. And this is not about this church. This is not about us. This is about you and God. And uh, 
I've just found, I've seen it. I've, I've proven it over the years. One reason I'm telling you some of these things is because we, Phyllis and I, made mistakes in these areas early, early on in our life in ministry. Like I told you, in the beginning, we, we kind of sort of tithed most of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's so easy. When your money is mixed in with God's money, it's a problem. Did you hear me? How many think I ought to keep the church's money and my money separate? Hmm? I mean, you'd, you'd think I was an outlaw, right? If I just if I just told the secretaries, well, you know, y'all just take those offerings and just deposit them in my account. I'll, I'll you know, I'll figure out what to do with them. <laughs> huh? Well, is it okay for you to mingle your money and God's money? Hmm? See, a lot of times laity want to hold a double standard. They want to hold the ministry to one standard, but then they don't, they don't want to live by that standard. Well, that's being hypocritical. No. So you take, take it to prayer and look at this thing closely. And like the Scripture said, uh, on a regular basis, as your income comes in, you have a separate account that's God's money, and you put it in there. Amen. And then you do with it what He tells you to do with it. Which wouldn't be spending it on your kids or buying a new car. Did you hear me? It's God's money. goes to His works. And uh, then, like we, like we preached last weekend, uh, then when it, something comes up and the Lord deals with you to do something, it's there. You have it. Amen. So uh, uh, we're not just hearers only. We're what? doers, then you're believing to develop and free up some time, right? A store of time so you can minister to others and a store of money so you can minister to others. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> well, some didn't know if they liked that or not. Well, <laughs> what can I say? It's New Testament, all right? And I'm not asking you for anything. I'm telling you what the Word says. Amen. If you decide you never want to give me a penny or give this church a penny, okay, fine. But don't cut God out. Amen. Believe Him. Be there for Him. Uh, Hebrews 12. <laughs> Boy, you, you, want, you, know, you want there to come a great calm on the congregation? Start talking about people's kids or their money. <laughs> but uh, we, we're, gonna, we're not just going to talk these things. We're going to do them. Amen. This is what I do. I've done it for years. Amen? Yeah. I'm not telling you, you know, do, you do this and we do something else. No, this is what we've done. I mean, my, my secretaries are, uh, will verify this. We have a separate account for this church, Faith Life Church has a separate account, and I take uh, the 10% right off the, this offering that comes in this morning. I take the top 10 right off of that. I put it in that God account. What do we do with that? I, we give it to other churches. Amen. Amen. And other ministries and missionaries and outreaches. Amen. Amen. You know, there are preachers that preach tithing, and they don't tithe. Where, where should it stop? It should never stop. And there's precedent in the Scripture for it. The Lord taught the Levites to tithe. Amen. 
right? They tithed off of the tithe. And personally, in our ministry, I have a separate account. Everything that comes in from, I got, we got scores of thousands of partners, and everything that comes in from that, I take it right off the top, and it's over 10%, substantially. And I put it right there in that God account. Amen? And then when I'm somewhere, like I was, uh, we were in Italy a couple of years ago, and somebody came in and stole their TV cameras in the meeting. And the people got upset, and I'm sitting there in the chair, and the Lord said, you fix it. I said, well, okay, how do I fix it? He said, you know how you fix it. <laughs> so I leaned over and I said, uh, how much those cameras cost? I was kind of scared to ask. He said, well, 30000 The Lord said, fix it. So I said, okay, I'll buy them. We'll get them. Amen. 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 And we sent them to, and, and they're, you know, taping services and meetings and airing them over there in Italy. With these cameras, somebody say glory to God. But what if I didn't have a God account? What if we didn't give? What if we didn't put God first? See, what I'm saying is you don't wait to see if you need something, then to try to scramble and get it up. That's what he said, that there'll be no gatherings when I come. Right? You're doing this on a regular basis, and then when the Lord puts his hand on you and says, do this, then it's there. There's been times the Lord dealt with me, do this, and I thought, do I have that much money in there? And I checked, and I did. Glory to God. Amen. It it adds up. It accumulates. So say it again. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. And not a hearer only. He said, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I just want you to notice notice that one phrase. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Something really significant about faith, and I'm, I'm going to talk about some practicalities of faith this morning. The title of my message is When You Believe. When You Believe. Everybody say author, author. Finisher, finisher of faith. faith. You need to know that faith has a beginning and faith has a middle, and faith has an end. I'm going to show you Scripture for all of this. Faith has a beginning. There's a time in everybody's life, in whatever area that you're talking about, that they're not in faith. But then they get in faith. That's the beginning of faith. And then there's a time where you stand and you don't see it, but you believe you've got it. You don't feel it, but you believe you've got it. The reports don't tell you you've got it, but inside you believe you've got it. That's the middle of faith. That's the continuing of faith. It also could be called the trial of your faith. But then, praise God, there is the end of faith. I said there's the end of faith where you're standing there looking at it. Amen. You're not believing for it anymore. You're not believing you have it by faith. It's there. You see it. It's happened. Amen. Now there's over 600 references in the scriptures to faith and believing God. That's a lot. 
That's not, that's not counting the other words like confidence and assurance. I'm just talking about believing and faith. Over 600 references. It must be really important, isn't it? Some folk have accused us of, uh, you know, I don't know, wrong, false doctrine or imbalance because we talk so much about faith and even call the church faith, life, church. But we make no apology. Amen. Amen. And whoever's not putting great emphasis on faith is missing it. Because you can't be saved without faith. You can't receive anything without faith. The just live by faith. The just walk by faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. It's impossible to please God without faith. You can't please God. You can't have victory. You can't receive. You can't even be saved without faith. Right? Faith is majorly, vitally, even critically important. And so that's why you keep hearing us talk about faith. And uh, something to understand about faith, like I said, is that it has a beginning, and it has a continuing, and it has an end. And my question to you, to you this morning, we're going to talk about it further, but is when did you believe? When did your faith start? When, when did you get in faith? Everybody say author, author. and finisher. finisher. Who's helping you with your faith? Jesus. The Master Himself, your Lord. Now, He's already demonstrated. He's already been through the entire spectrum in, in His life. You, you do understand now that Jesus, though God from the beginning became flesh and dwelt among men, and he emptied himself and laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory and ability as God. In the earth, he did not operate as God. He was God, but he didn't operate and function with abilities and powers as God. The thing, some so how did he know what he knew? By revelation. We talked about that uh, Friday night about the gifts of the Spirit, word of wisdom and word of knowledge, revelation. How was he able to minister healing to people? The Bible said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. See, I mean, if, if you're operating as God, you don't need to be anointed. You're the anointer. But Jesus, because he emptied himself, had to be anointed. But he walked in total victory. Amen. Over every obstacle, every problem, over the devil, over the curse. Didn't he? Demonstrating that we can do it. He showed us how to do it. Jesus is our hero. Amen. And he's, he's demonstrated how you get in faith, how you stay in faith, how you get results. He's shown us how. Now he ever lives at the right hand of the Father and the throne to help us. To make intercession for us and to help us. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us. And He's committed with us to help us get in faith and stay in faith and finish up in faith. Now one thing you need to understand is that faith works. Everybody said out loud, faith in God works every time. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I know somebody and, and they got in faith and they stood and believed and believed and it didn't work. No, you don't know anybody like that. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. You never met anybody like that and you never will. Did you hear me? 
When you get in faith and you stay in faith and you don't quit, you get results every time. Every time. Can you say amen? There's a lot of people who are confused about what faith even is. There's a lot of people who are calling some things faith and they never even got in faith. And then there's some people who got in faith for a little while, but then they quit. You ever heard somebody say, well, I tried that faith stuff. (laughs) I tried that tithing business. I tried that healing stuff. I tried that prayer and faith stuff, and it didn't work for me. No, no, wrong. It tried you, and you quit. (laughs) The Word works. God is faithful. Amen. If he says, believe you receive and you shall have, that's Jesus talking. That's not some preacher that you don't care about. That's Jesus talking. Amen. 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 Then what happens if you believe and that you receive and don't quit? You shall have, according to Jesus. I'm going to stay with him. Right? Other folk can fuss and fume about it, but he's right. He was right. He is right. He's always going to be right. Can you say Amen. You know, faith is a precious quantity. It's precious. And not everybody has faith. Every believer can believe. Right? It's what believers do. But that doesn't mean every believer is believing. Let me just read. Don't turn there, but let me read some scriptures to you. The Second Thessalonians 3.2 says, Not everyone has faith. Listen to what... Uh, Luke 18.8 says, says, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Then is faith just rampant everywhere? Is faith just overflowing everywhere? No, it is not. You have, we have a serious lack of faith. And it's not because it's so hard. It's because people are making decisions not to believe God. They're making decisions to believe what they see and feel more than what He said. And it's not because people can't believe Him. It's just people are choosing to believe something else. You know, uh, you are believing something right now where you sit, right? You either believe in you're in trouble or you believe in you're coming out. You're believing and expecting you're going to go under or you're expecting you're going over. Amen? Amen. You're expecting to fail in your finances and your business or you are expecting to go over in a big way. Amen? Amen? You're expecting to die or you're expecting to live. You are believing something right now. No, no, not the problem that people are believing nothing. They're believing the wrong thing. Because they're listening to the wrong thing. And looking at the right. That's why we said we've got to read our Bible. Read our scriptures and keep the truth in front of us so we think right. And we believe right. And we talk right. Peter talks about faith in Second Peter 1. He says those that have obtained like Precious faith. Faith is precious. Amen? And you you have faith in you, and I have faith in you, and other folk can do what they want, but we're going to walk by faith. We're going to live by faith. Amen? And we're going to get results. We are getting results. You hear these testimonies up here? We're not bragging on us. We're not bragging on the church. We're bragging on God. Amen? He is hearing and answering prayers. We've had major miracles happen. Haven't we? Already. 
just in a few months, amazing things, financial miracles and healing miracles. And we're just getting rolling. You watch. Amen. There's going to be outstanding thing after outstanding thing happen. And we're going to give God all the glory. We're going to stand up here and say, God, he's big. He did it. Amen. And the devil couldn't do it. He tried, but he couldn't do it. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're not scared of the devil. we got the bigger one in us. Amen. Amen. You know, people, you know, scared of the devil. Sometimes they tiptoe around and go, Oh, I wouldn't say that, Brother Keith. The devil might hear you. (laughs) So what if he does? But people say, Oh, Brother, you shouldn't have said that. Those people are into witchcraft and they'll curse you. Ooh. <laughs> going to curse me. You going to curse me, you better bring your lunch with you. Did you hear me? Because I ain't scared. And the Bible said, how can you curse whom God has blessed? And the Bible says, the curse causeless shall not come. It'll return to the place it came from. So you want to throw a big curse on me? You better take your own measurements because you're the one going to wear it. It's going to come right back on your head. And see, the, the thing is, the thing that makes you immune to all this stuff is that you have no fear of it. None. None. Amen. Aren't you scared? There's witches around. Aren't you scared? No, I am not. Not even a little bit scared. No. And they want to try something on me. That's what I'm talking about. God is our defense. Not just mine. Yours. Our defense. Amen. Amen. They try to mess with me and they're messing with Him. And they're going to get in a world of hurt. Quick. Because He's covenanted to defend us. To protect us. And they get in the way. It could go ill for them. Right? Right? Messing with me is one thing. Messing with him is something else. How do we get into all that? It's true, isn't it? Mark 11, are you there? Go ahead and turn to Mark, the 11th chapter. Mark 11. Well-known passage of Scripture. But let's read what Jesus said about faith here in verse 23, Mark 11, 23, or 22 first. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Can you do that? Yes. you got to have more faith in God than you do in the sickness. Right? right? Amen. More faith in God to protect you than in the devil to hurt you. More faith in God to pay your bills and meet your needs than you do in the economy to ruin you. Or whatever it might be. More faith in God's healing power than in the cancer's power to kill you. Right? Which one's bigger? You've got to make up in your mind. Right? And proclaim it and decree it. And he said, verse 23, For verily I say to you... Now who's talking here? You know, I've heard people make fun and say, oh, y'all are just part of that. Name it and frame it and blab it and grab it and confess it and possess it bunch. 
Well, now, who are you making fun of? Huh? Who said, say and don't doubt and you'll have what you say? Who said, believe you receive and you'll have? Well, it ain't nice to make fun of Jesus. He said, whoever will say, Jesus, say it out loud, Jesus is talking. Verse 23, Jesus said, Verily I say to you, whosoever, so this will work for anybody, will say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. No ifs, no ands, no buts, no maybes. Just what he said. Right? You know, let me uh, throw this in. He's talking about a mountain in your life. That's, that's a big problem that's in your way. That's what it, it symbolizes. Did you notice he didn't say pray? Did you notice he didn't say, and whoever has a big mountain in their life, beg God to make it leave? Did you hear me? If there, first of all, if there's a mountain in your life, did the Lord put it there? Is he trying to hold you up and hinder you? No, no. That's between the enemy and, and yourself. Big problems like that. What do you need to do about this big problem that's in your life? Huh? Don't just beg God to make it go away. He told you and I to do something about it. He told us to stand up and speak to it. That's not prayer. There's a time for prayer. But this is not prayer. This is speaking to the problem. There's an infection come up in your child. Don't just beg and plead God night and day, night and day. You stand up. You take the name of Jesus. Amen. And you say, infection, get out of my baby. Don't ask it to. Tell it to. And expect it to, to do what you say. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And whatever the big problem is, you stand up and speak to it. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Everybody say when. When, when you pray, do what? Believe. So when are you going to believe in this case? When you pray. Did you hear the word when? I said there's a beginning of faith. There's a continuing of Continuing of faith, there's an end of faith. When did you believe? If there's something in your life that, that you, you need changed, when did you believe? Did you hear me? Well, we're, we're still trying to get it. Then you're not in faith. When you, let's go back to this, this verse, Mark 11, 24. What things soever you desire... When you pray, do what? Believe. And believe what? Believe. believe that you receive them. Or the, uh, if you look up that word, it literally means take. Believe that you take them or believe that you receive them. Now I had the, the privilege of working in a healing school for some 13 years, day and night, dealing with people that were given up by medical science and, and had no hope in the natural. And again and again, I saw people make mistakes in these areas. 
And, you, and, and sometimes people would call and say, could you visit so-and-so? They're in critical condition or they're in a bad way, but they have a lot of faith. And so I go to visit them and talk to them, and in about three minutes I can say they have no faith to be healed. Well, why would somebody say well, they have a lot of faith? Because they say, well, you, in talking to them, they say, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe that God has power. I believe that God can heal. Is that believing that you receive them? No, it's not. I've had people look at me in such earnestness and go, I just believe that when God gets ready in His own good time and His own good way, He's going to heal me. Well, when did you believe? Are you with me? When did you believe you receive? Now, let's, let's, let's look at this. When are they going to believe they've got it? Huh? I'm not trying to be complicated now. I'm trying to be simple. I mean, when are, are they going to believe that they're healed? When they see it. When they feel it. Is there any faith in that? Any sinner uh, down the road can believe they're healed when they look and feel healed. takes absolutely no faith. It takes faith to believe you're healed when you're still hurting. When the tests say you're not, when you don't feel like you are, when everything says you're not, and you says, well, I don't care, I am. Amen? Because it says, he took my infirmities, he bore my sicknesses, he carried my pains, by his stripes I'm healed, and I am. Okay, but now when did you receive it? Well, see, there, was, there, there has to be a time. A beginning somewhere where you believed that you received. Were you just saved all your life? No. Mm -mm. Well, when did you receive? See, you got there's people doing the same thing with their salvation. They're they're like, well, I'm I'm just doing the best I can, and uh, you know, I'll just I guess we'll all find out later. Well, you're gonna find out something you don't you're not gonna like. Because hmm? right. being a good person and doing good works does not save you. That's right? right? Doing good deeds does not save you. That's right. And it's not just shaking a preacher's hand. It's not just joining a church. It's not it's even being baptized in water. Alone does not save you. Amen. Did you hear me? Jesus said you must be born again. Amen. And there's a specific time in your life when you believe on Jesus and you believe that you receive Jesus and you believe you receive eternal life and because you believe, you are. You not are and then you believe, you believe. And then you are. Can you say amen? Well, I'm just not sure if I'm saved or not. Then you're not. Because we're saved by faith. Amen. Amen? By faith. Do you know when you believed you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Anybody lift your hand. Do you know when you believed? I'll never forget it. I was a 12-year-old boy. And we were in a, a Baptist church. Everybody say, thank God for the Baptist. I love the Baptists. Do you? I love the Baptists. And... Uh, my uh, my dad had not not been living right, not 
you know, not been trying to serve the Lord. And the minister gave the message. And my dad got under conviction. And he got up. And he walked the aisle. And I saw him walking. And I thought my dad hung the moon and the stars. And I thought, well, if he needs this, I probably do too. And I got up behind him, 12-year-old boy, and followed him down to the altar. And I got saved. Born again. Now, you understand just walking the aisle does not save you. You understand going to the altar does not save you. You understand that? I mean, you can, you can go through all that and shake the preacher's hand. You can be baptized and go down a, a dry center and come up a wet one. You know that? And, and, and there's a lot of people in churches that have never been born again. Do you know that? You must be born again, Jesus said. But I know for a fact, it was on that day down at the altar, I believed that I received Jesus as the Lord of my life. When did I believe? I know when I did. Do you? Do you know when you did? If you're not sure, then your when could be this morning. Amen. Before we get through. Absolutely. Well, see, it's exactly that way in every other area of life and faith. You need a healing in your body. You've got to believe you receive. Right? Well, when did you believe? Are you with me? Because people uh, are, are, are struggling and clamoring, trying to get it. You have folk that keep going to person after person, asking them to pray, asking them to lay hands on me. And they've already had 50 people lay hands. Well, well let's, let's just keep on. We're just going to keep on till we get it. Well, when are you going to believe you got it? Hmm? See, there's no faith in this. They're going to believe they have it when they feel it and see it, which means there is no faith involved. And with no faith, there's no results. Are you with me? All right. Everybody say, when you believe. When you believe. Go with me, if you would, over to uh, uh, Romans 10 and Hebrews 3. Romans 10 and Hebrews 3. Let's talk about the beginning of faith. When faith starts. How it starts. Romans 10. Do you have any scriptures marked in here? Romans 10. Romans 10 and verse 17. What does it say? So then, faith what? Well, it wasn't already there? Wasn't already going on? No, no, it came. Right? Can you see here we're talking about the start of something? So then faith comes by what? Not by getting people to pray for you to have faith. Not by people laying hands on you to impart some of their faith to you. People can't give you some of their faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, and not just hearing anything, but hearing what? Hearing the Word of God. Again, that's why I want you to read your chapters and come to church and be in good meetings and and read good things and hear good things. But now understand, faith for a specific thing comes from hearing the Word on that thing. If you need faith to be healed, what do you need to hear? Not the doctor's report. Not what happened to Aunt Mildred. Did you hear me? What do you need to hear? 
Yeah, but, but the word specific about healing. Amen. And can you see why some people are so deficient in faith? They've never heard the word about healing. And all they have heard, in healing school, I saw it again and again, where people had come in and they were so versed in the problem, they could tell you the, all their case history, they could tell you all the Latin names for the problem and all the experimental procedures, but they couldn't show you one verse about what God said about it. If you need faith to be healed, what's your first step? We're talking about getting faith for healing. And getting in faith, the beginning of our faith, you need to hear the Word of God about healing. Amen. Scriptures that deal with the subject of healing, that tell you it's God's will for you to be healed, that tell you that healing's in the, in the plan of redemption. Amen. You can't hear it too much. Hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it until it pushes the fear out of you. Right? And pushes the doubt out of you. Until you can stand up with boldness and go, I know, I know. I see it, I know. It's His will. I know it's mine. And then you need to go the next step and what? Believe that you receive it for yourself. Amen? And that will be the point when, you're fa- when you got in faith. You know there's people in Branson, there's people in Springfield, there's people all over the country this morning that believe in God and are lost. That believe in Jesus and are lost. They even believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. They believe He lived and walked the earth. They believe He's raised from the dead. They believe He's coming again and are lost. Why? Because they have never received Him, right, as their Lord and Savior. Say it out loud again. When you pray, pray, believe believe that you receive. receive. He said, what things serve you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, then what's going to happen? And you shall have them. Who told you that? Jesus. Jesus. Right? right. You believe it? Well, now, don't be concerned about His part. His part is seeing to it that you have them. Right? Don't camp on His part. He's not going to fail. What's your part? What's your part? Believe what? Well, I believe God is able. Well, that's great, but you've got to go beyond that. Well, I believe healing is for us today. Wonderful, but you've got to go beyond that. What must you believe? You must believe that you receive them. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Rick, would you jump up here? Stand up, please. Bring your Bible with you. Oh, that's all right. You got it full of stuff. No, you emptied it now. All right. Uh, Step up here where everybody can see us real good. Let's let's say you, you turn around and face me and hold this Bible out to me in both hands. Let's say that Rick represents God. And let's say this Bible represents healing, just as one of the things that we would want to receive. Does God have healing? Can He heal anything? There's nothing too hard for Him. Is that right? Has healing been bought and paid for in the redemption? It has. But if I'm going to enjoy it, what do I have to do? Believe in healing? Have to go beyond that. Believe in God? Have to go beyond that, right? 
That's all good, but I can't stop there. I have to go beyond that. And can you see so many times what people are doing is they're going, please, God, heal me. Please, I'll try to do better. Please heal me. Please, please, please. I'm sorry for everything I did wrong. I'll try to do better. Please, God, if you could just help me. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to die. Please, you've healed other people. Could you heal me? Please. People do this month after month, don't they? Or say, you know, y'all pray for me. Pray for me that God would heal me. Please, don't forget. Please. Is that believing you receive? Do you see what happens to people? They, ju- they just do this over. When did you believe? Did you hear the question now? When did you believe you received? So people keep going to people, would you all pray for me? And then they check their body. No, didn't get it. Y'all, y'all pray for me. And then they go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you know, you're worse than you were. I'm going to keep on though till I get it. Yeah, but when are you going to believe you got it? Answer the question for me. When are they going to believe they've got it? When they see it, right? They're, which means they're not believing at all. There's no faith. When did you believe? See, at some point, if I'm going to enjoy the things of God, healing or anything else, I've got to say, Lord, I see it. I know you provided healing for me. It's mine. You bought it. You paid for it. And in the name of Jesus, I believe that I receive. You do this with your spirit. It's just as real as what you saw me do with my body, but you do it with your inside man. Amen? God is real. He's a spirit. Healing is real. It's spiritual. Your spirit is real. Amen? And you reach out and you lay hold of it. And that is the beginning of faith. Now I am in faith. Can you say amen? I'm in faith. Stay right here, though. Just stay right here, Rick. Go to Hebrews. Is that the end of it? No. Look at Hebrews, the third chapter. You have to quit whining. You have to quit begging. And at some point, you've got to believe you receive. Right? What if you're still trying to be saved? What if you just came to church every time? And just fell down that floor and begged and cried, please, God, save me. Please, God, save me. The question is, when are you going to believe you're saved? It's sad. There are millions of people. They're waiting till they die to see if they're going to be saved or not. And if that's the case, they're not. Because you must believe you receive Jesus now. Amen. You must believe you receive salvation now. When did you believe? Said out loud, when? when? When did you believe? In Hebrews 3, are you there? Verse 14. Hebrews 3, 14. Said, for we are made partakers of Christ. What's the next word? If, if we hold the what? There was a start, a time when we weren't there, and then we got the confidence. 
that we had the thing we desired of God if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Say it out loud. From beginning, beginning. steady, steady. To, the to the end. There's a beginning of faith. There's a continuing of faith. And there's an end. Anybody know what the end is? Yeah, yeah. That's money in the hand. That's pain gone. Amen? That's moving into the house. Yeah, that's parking the car in the garage. Yeah, that's writing the check. Because the money's there. Yeah, yeah. That's going to the bank, so I'm going to pay that off today. Yeah. Then it won't be yours and mine. It'll be God's and mine. Amen. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You know, in Galatians, he says, don't be weary. And well do it. Don't get weary. Because in due season, you'll reap if. If you don't. Why would he tell us all that? Unless there was a, a temptation. There's going to be a trial. There's going to be a pull to get us to give up. Hmm? To quit. You know, Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith would fail not. You remember that? Remember that? So then you you could get started in faith and fail. The word fail means to quit or to cease. Now let's turn this around. Let's say, turn around and face everybody, Rick. Let's say uh, that, that Rick received healing. Hold on to it like this. He reached out to God. He laid the hands of his faith onto it. He laid hold of it with his spirit. And he didn't just believe that God is only or that healing is. He believed that Rick received healing for Rick. Amen. He believes he's received it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't feel it. The report doesn't say he has it. The test did not say that he has it. But he Believe. Everybody say believe. believe. See, if you see it and feel it, you wouldn't have to believe it. Right? He believes. He has received. When did he do it? Earlier. Or yesterday. Or last week. Now, he's not trying to get healing. He believes he has healing. Right? Is that the end of it? No. Do you have an enemy? Yeah. What will he do? He'll come and say, you are, you're not healed. Look, look at your body. You know what the doctor said? He said, you know, nobody recovers from this. You're in the last stages. You're not healed. And what's he trying to do? What's he trying to do? Get the word that you've received out of you. And what the Bible said, the thief comes to steal Kill and destroy. He's trying to pull it away. So what does he need to do? <laughs> and he needs to hold on, right? He needs to keep on believing. He needs to hold his confidence steadfast from the beginning to the end. And so here's the enemy. And the thing is, this will happen all day, all night, all week. And he'll come and say, mm, feel that. You feel that? Mm. Check that. Mm. Check that. You're not healed. You're not healed. Look how long it's been. And you're worse than you were before you started. You're not healed. Right? Or the same thing is with money. You claimed money to pay your bills. 
You claimed money to pay off your debt. You claimed money to buy to pay for one of these seats. Right? When did you believe? Huh? Did you pray at some point? Are you just kind of idling along? Just kind of see what might fall, what might happen? That's where so many Christians are. No. Phyllis and I have already released faith. We prayed. We claimed more than enough money to pay for every seat. It was months ago. Amen. And we believe we have it in our spirit. Amen. We're not trying to get it. We have it. It's coming. Amen. We have it in here. It's coming out here. Right? When did we believe? We know when we believed. And so the enemy will keep on. I mean, he'll, he'll say, no, no, no. Look, it's been six months. And you're worse than you were before you started. You, did, you don't have your healing. You didn't get your healing. It takes strength to hold on to this, doesn't it? To keep on persevering. And what happens is a lot of people, they get to look at, they quit looking at the Word. They start looking at their body and they go, well, I thought I was healed, but I guess I wasn't. Do you see that? Now what's going to happen? It's not going to happen. They started in faith, but they failed. They gave up. They quit. No, you got to hold fast the beginning of your confidence, steadfast unto the end, and I don't care how long and how much. You just say, no, no, no. I believed that I received, and it's mine. Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Jesus said, you shall have them. Tell me you believe it. Thank you, Rick. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, if you do that long enough, what comes next? The end. I said the end of your faith, which would mean you don't, you don't believe you have it by faith anymore. You're polishing it. You don't believe you have it by faith anymore. You're wearing it. Right? Well, see, you can't be in faith that you have it anymore. You see it. You feel it. It's not faith. It, now I feel it. Now I see it. You can only be faith when you still don't see it. You still don't feel it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected, the evidence of things not, see, if it's seen, you can't be in faith about it. Amen. Can you see where folk get into trouble? Because they, you know, they, they keep on praying and keep on getting folk to lay hands on them and keep on turning in requests, and they're going to keep on doing that till they see and feel healed. And there's no faith in that. You got to believe you got it before you get it. Does that make sense? Got to believe you got it in here before you see it and get it out out here. When did you believe? When? I'm, I'm talking about you, though. Anybody in faith about some things this morning? Are you? Would you say, I'm believing for something. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in faith. All right, when did you get in faith? When? Was there a specific time before now that you prayed and you asked for a thing or you claimed a thing and you believed you received? Hmm? 
I was with the minister uh, just recently, and we were talking about some specific needs of theirs, and the Lord moved on us, something came up in our heart, and we both stood and we said, today, this day, right, looked at our watch and said, this day, this date of September 2002, we receive. Amen. Amen. Now, we're not trying to get it anymore. We've got it. Are you with me? There's got to be a time, a point where you released your faith. When did you believe that you received? Because, see, if you don't, you're going to keep trying to get it. Well, I'm just going to keep on praying till I do. I'm going to keep on turning in requests. Well, no, you're, you're not in faith. Say it out loud again. When? When did you believe? When did you believe that you received? All right. There are two big things that you'll see when you believe you receive. Two indicators. Go with me over to uh, Romans 15. I'm taking a little extra time today. You got it? To spare? This is important, isn't it? We don't just want to talk about faith. We want to actually be in faith, get results. There are two things that you will see when you get into faith. There'll there'll be effects and results on you, on your insides. Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope, that word means confident expectation, the God of expectancy, we might say, Fill you with all what? Joy Joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope or expectation through the power of the Holy Ghost. When you get in faith, it puts you in a state of expecting. You believe you've got it in here. You got it in here. But it puts you in a state of expecting to see it out here. Right? I claimed the money, and I believed I received the money to pay my bills and to pay that debt off. So now I'm expecting it to come out here. Amen? It's coming. Right? I got it in here. It's coming out here. It's coming. It's going to show up. It'll be in my mailbox. It'll be in my account. It's got to get there some way. Right? And I'm not quitting till I get to the end of this deal. How do you know you got to the end? You'll see it. You shall have them, Jesus said. Glory. The God of expectation, you get into faith, your faith began, you heard the word, you prayed, you believed you received, you got into faith, now you're expecting. And with that comes these two great things, joy and peace. (laughs) Joy and peace. And peace. If you're still depressed over it, you have not yet believed you received. Right? You don't believe you've got it. If you're still upset and anxious, worried and scared about it, you have not believed you've received. Because when you believe you receive, you breathe a sigh of relief. Don't you? You've been trying to get it. You've been concerned about it. But now you believed that you received and you go, ah, I got it. Got it. Don't have to see a thing different. Don't have to feel a thing different. You believe you receive. 
I've got it. It's mine. Amen. Well, when you got it, it makes you happy too. It relieves you. Everybody say relief. And it gives you joy. I say it like this sometimes. As you go down life's road in your faith mobile, you want to leave sickness town and get into healthville. Right? <laughs> well, there's the beginning. There's a time when you got into the faith mobile. Amen. And then you started down the road. You want to arrive in Faithville, in Prosperity Town. Well, there's a couple of gauges you better keep an eye on. How many know there's a gauge or two in your car you better check once in a while? One of them's a fuel gauge. How many know if that, that hand, that needle, gets over around that E and floats around there too long? You're going to be calling somebody. Can anybody testify? Is this a fact? Huh? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, you better check that gauge once in a while. Well, in your faith mobile, there are two gauges that you better keep an eye on. One of them's your joy gauge. One of them is your peace gauge. If you're in faith, if you believe you have received, you're going to be relieved. You're going to have some peace about this deal. You're going to believe it's going to be all right. It's going, I don't care what I see and feel. It's going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Money's coming. Amen. Body's changing. You can go into the doctor and then give you the worst report you've ever had. Say, well, you're twice as bad as you were last time. You'll say, well, thanks, doc, for your help. You'll walk out and get in the car and say, I don't care. That does not, none of these things move me. I'm healed. Three months ago, by my bed, I knelt and believed that I received my healing. And I have it. Amen. So you got to do the same thing concerning your salvation. You might make a mistake. You might blow it bad. But you don't go, well, I guess I'm lost now. No. no. 1965, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 1959 or 1980. You don't know what I'm talking about? When did you believe? I believed I received Jesus. I was born again. I am a child of God. Not trying to get saved. I am saved. Amen. I received. And you do that and you hold on to it, you're going to come, hallelujah, to the end of your faith. Everybody say joy Joy. and peace. Peace Peace Peace. and joy. Joy. So you go around and you're half depressed, you ain't doing good. You're trying to get out of faith, right? You go around and you're worrying about it and scared, watch out. You got in faith, now don't get out. You're looking at the wrong thing. You're listening to the wrong thing. Hmm? Cast it down. Throw it aside and get get back in this book. Amen? And begin to say what he's told you. What did he say? With long life, I will satisfy you. Show you my salvation. Amen? You can say, 75, I'm too young to die. Absolutely. Yeah, long. Everybody say long. I said, how long is long? He said, satisfied. Satisfied. If you ain't satisfied, live some more. I'm serious. Everybody say, joy and peace. Peace and joy. Joy and peace. Glory to God. All right, go to 1 Peter, the first chapter. Well, let's, no, let's, on your way there, stop by Hebrews. <laughs> what are y'all laughing at me for? 
On your way there, stop by Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. And then we're going to 1 Peter 1. Oh, this is the shouting part. Hebrews 6, verse 11. Hebrews 6, 11. says, We desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope or expectation unto the what? The end. What does that mean? Stay with it. Stay after it. Right? Stay after it. You know, anybody can believe God for three days and quit. Hmm? I've, I've told this before, but it'll bear repetition. I, I feel rushed. Do you want me to just quit right now? or, Huh? Do you have five minutes or ten? You give me five, I'll take five. And Phyllis and I, when we first began to learn about believing and receiving, we needed everything. We were so broke. Bless our hearts. We needed a car in the worst way. And, and uh, we got a hold that you could believe you receive. I'd never heard of anything like that. I thought, glory to God, this sounds too good to be true. But it is true. It's the Bible. And so we decided we're going to claim us a car. Just babies in these things. Just getting started. And so we talked about it. We said, well, hey, God's a big God. Let's believe for a good car. We thought, hey, God's a real good God. Let's believe for a new car. We thought, hey, God's a great, big, good God. Let's, be, let's believe for a nice new car. Amen. We went out and looked around, and we decided this was back in 1979 or, or 80. Huh? Yeah, maybe it was 79. And we decided that of all the cars we saw at that particular time, the Buick Riviera was the car for us. And we thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeedy. That's the car for Keith and Phil. So we claimed us a brand new Buick Riviera. Yeah. We said, we just, we, and we, we did it just like we learned, just like in the Word. When you pray, what things soever you desire, we desire a car. Believe that you what? Receive them, and then you shall have them. So we claim one, and then we did something we heard somebody else do that the Lord didn't tell us to do, but we decided we'd do it because somebody else did it. We decided we'd give him about a month to do it. We figured that'd be plenty of time. So we said, we believe we receive this by the end of this certain month. Well, the days went by, weeks went by, and no car, but we were expecting. Everybody say expecting. And we're excited about it, joy. We're relieved because we're going to have a new car, peace. Are we in faith? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it came right down to the day, end of the month. And all day long I kept thinking, all right, just any minute now. All right. Phone would ring. I think, oh, oh, that may be it. Went to the mailbox. Oh, may be in here. But all day, nothing. And then uh, all night, nothing. And then 10 o'clock. I thought, well, it can still happen. Day ain't over. 11 o'clock. 
11.58. I thought, well, it can still happen. Day ain't over. 12.05. One o'clock. Well, it's getting late. We thought we'd go to bed. We just didn't talk about it. And it didn't happen the next day. And our feathers failed. You know what I mean by that? Lost our joy. Lost our peace. Quit expecting. Just wondered what happened. Well, we went on to Bible school a year after that. And a year after that, I'm in the floor praying. And I thought, Lord, they've been teaching us about faith. But everything I'm hearing sounds like some of the same things we were doing. Sounds like some of the same word and principles. And I thought about this deal about the Buick. And I thought, Lord, I guess I don't know what faith is. You've got to help me here now. What, where did we go wrong? I thought we were believing God. I still think it looks to me like we were believing God, but obviously we weren't. We weren't. Help me. And laying there on the floor, the Lord began to speak to me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but inside me very distinctly, He said to me, You were. You were in faith. In fact, you were doing real well for where you were. Talking about in our greenness, and you know. Well, I got a question then. Well, if we're doing so good, (laughs) where's the Buick? I mean, (laughs) right? He said, you were doing great until a little mechanism with springs and hands clicked a few times and you decided my word wasn't true. I thought, okay. And I saw it. I saw it. And then I thought, dummy, dummy, you quit. I was in faith. We were in faith. And then because it didn't happen within a certain amount of time, we quit expecting. We got out of faith. Our faith failed. We quit. We ceased. I'm laying there kicking myself thinking, dummy, we could have been riding in a new Buick. (laughs) We needed a new car. Dummy. And while I'm laying there kicking myself, you know, figuratively, figuratively, uh, the Lord spoke to me again. He said, it's not too late. I thought, huh? He said, go back and pick it up. I thought, can you do that? He said, do you remember how you and Phyllis were expecting? You were so expecting. You had joy and peace. You were expecting up until midnight and after. I thought, yeah, yeah, never forget it. He said, go back, pick it up, start expecting like that again. This time, don't quit till you see it. Man, I got stirred up. I got stirred up. I went home. I told Phyllis what the Lord told me. I said, you believe that? I said, let's pick it back up. She said, yeah, I'm with you. So we picked it back up. We started expecting. Expecting. That was, I believe that was 81. 81. See, this deal started in 79. So we're expecting. And every time we thought about, thank you, Lord, we believe we receive a new car. 82. Everybody say 82. 83. 84. Uh huh. See, this is what separates the men from the boys, right? Ain't enough just to believe God for three days. 1986. Everybody say 86. Now, see, year after year, you know, we didn't even think of it every day. You get busy with other things. You might go a week or two not think about it. But when we did, we said, thank you, Lord, for that new car. We got it. In fact, we had, hadn't really thought too much about the Buick part of it. We just believing for a new car. 1986. It was at wintertime. 
January. That's right. January 1986, Phyllis comes in from work. She said, guess what? I said, what? said, a man come into the place of business today. Businessman said, the Lord dealt with him, or he was in the place of business, excuse me, uh, dealt with him to buy us a new car. And he could do it. I thought, yeah. She said, yeah. I said, what kind? He said, any kind we want. I said, get your purse. (laughs) We headed out. Somebody say the end of your faith. It didn't come in 79 because we quit. Didn't come the end of 81. Didn't come 82. Didn't come 83. Didn't come 84. Didn't come 80. Somebody say the end. You got to get in faith. Then you got to what? Stay. Stay. Hold the beginning of your confidence steadfast unto the end. We looked at this kind of car. We looked at that kind of car. And and really had forgotten about the Buick deal and wound up at the Buick place. And in the showroom was one of the sharpest Buick Rivieras that you ever laid your eyes on. I mean, it had every bell and whistle. And that year they came out with this electronic screen. It had a computer screen. I mean, it had all kind of stuff. And we thought, man, that's it. That's the car. We remembered we started out with a Buick Riviera in our heart. It had a big sold sign on the front, though, was the only problem. We said, we told the people, well, if for some reason they don't get it, let us know. The next morning they called us the next day. They called us and said, hey, you want this car? We said, yeah. We went. It was snow on the ground. We drove that thing out of the showroom floor onto the snow. A tag paid for, tax paid for. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everybody say the end of your faith. But do you see why people don't get things? They play with it. They never get in faith. And then some folk that do get in faith, they quit after a little while. And that's, it's not that faith doesn't work. It's that people quit. First uh, Peter, are you there? He said, went on to say in that next verse, through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. First Peter, and I am closing, I think. I thought you needed to hear that story this morning. You hear people say, well, I don't know about all that. I mean, somebody giving you a car? I, phew, I just don't know about it. Well, don't, don't be concerned. You ain't going to be bothered by it. <laughs> Do you quit that? And I say, well, I'm not a preacher. You know, you're a preacher. Hey, I know plenty of preachers it ain't happening for. I was a preacher for plenty of years and it didn't happen for. These are not preacher verses. These are believer verses. Right? Yes. Glory to God. And I, uh, I know several people. I know a young lady, friend of ours. She's not a preacher. She's not a minister. But she put her faith on a red sports car. And I'm telling you, she told me about it for must have been 10 years. Right? She kept telling me and telling Phyllis and telling all her friends, I've received a red sports car. I believe I have a red sports car. Amen. Amen. Everybody say 10 years. 10 years. That's a while. Time's going to pass anyway. Right? Better to be believing for something than nothing. Right? One night we heard her scream in the, in the lobby of the church. Oh, she's screaming. We went out there. There's brand new lipstick red sports car sitting under the foyer out there of the church. And them keys in her hand. 
Glory to God. Not a preacher, not a pastor, a believer. How many believers I've got in here? Glory to God. First Peter. I get excited about faith. Do you? It has changed my life. I wouldn't be standing up here talking to you this morning in Branson if it wasn't for faith and God's faithfulness. I tell you, I had just as much trouble with my head as you do with yours. Talking to the people about getting this place, they said, well, how big's your congregation? We said, you're looking at them. <laughs> they thought we were nuts. What, you need a big place like this and you got no congregation? Why would you do something like that? The Lord said, where's all the money come from? going to come from? He knows. Right? But, oh, man, your head will mess with you, right? I mean, oh, whoo. But I'm telling you, say it out loud, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. First Peter 1, are you there? First Peter 1. And uh, let's skip down to verse 7. He said that the trial of your faith, see on that car, my, our faith was tried through 81 and 82 and 83 and 84, right? And our faith was tried. I mean, how many opportunities? The, the enemy tried to talk us out of it, didn't he? And so what are you doing? I mean, it's been five years. Where's your car? What's the answer to that? Coming. On the way. Right? Yeah, but it's been five years. So? I'm telling you, you talk about amazing faith. God will speak something, and it'll be thousands of years. Right? Have you seen it? Be thousands. And people will laugh and scoff and make fun and write books and say how impossible it is. Don't move Him. I said it doesn't move Him. It will surely come to pass. And see, he's endeavoring to teach us to operate that way. Right. We're his kids. Amen. To train us to operate like he does. Amen. 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 In 1 Peter 1, he said that the trial of your faith being much more what? Precious. precious. Faith is precious stuff. Than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found to praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having what? Not seen. Not seen you love him. In whom though now you see him what? See him not? Yet what? We don't see it, but we believe it. Amen? You don't feel that way yet. You don't see it yet, but you believe it. You do what? Rejoice. You don't have to wait till you see it. Go ahead and have the party today. Amen? Glory. Have a rejoicing time. Have you claimed money to pay off your house? Did you claim money to pay off that car? Well, you should be partying about it now. Hadn't seen it yet, but even right now, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Keep reading, keep reading. Verse 9, receiving. Receiving the end of your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The salvation of your souls. Hallelujah. Do you see it? Yes. 
the beginning of your faith. The continuing through the trial of your faith. And if you don't quit, if you don't get weary and well-doing, if you don't cast your confidence away, as surely as that Bible is true, as surely as God is sitting on the throne and cannot lie and cannot fail, it will come to pass. You will have them. Glory to God. Stand up and shout. Stand up and praise the Lord. Stand up and tell Him you believe. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When did you believe? When? When? You need to know when. Amen. Got to be some point where you believe. All right. He heard my prayer. All right. Now I've received. Now I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. You breathe a sigh of relief. Relief. Everybody say relief. Relief. It's going to be all right. And enjoy. Glad about it. Because I know that I know that I know. It has to happen. Has to happen. Has to happen. That's what faith is all about.